0: This this is Brock and Sock. Brock Ewert is my hero. Jay Pewter just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio on Seattle Sports. What we're to give you a minute. Doesn't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does. Though. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard.
1: Now here are your hosts. Brock Hewitt and Mike Salk.
0: Hello! Oh, yes, hello. Let's go to his Brock and Salk show on Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com, and the Seattle Sports application. That's right. It's a formal Friday, and, uh, yes, we're on all those podcast platforms as well. Wherever you can find us, we will... We'll be there. We'll make sure. And if we're not there, Justin will make sure. He will find a way to get us there as soon as possible. Maybe even before you tell us. That's just how quick we can be at something like that. Welcome to a uh, very special Friday edition Mm. of the show. I should also say it is a football Friday, which is powered by the Snoqualmie Casino Sportsbook. And whether it's because of that or the impending play-ins, playoff, whatever you want to call these games, Hell Week starting tonight, I think I I hear a little voice. Hello. What does that sound? Hello, 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 hello. Hello, world. Test, test, test. One, two, one, two. Live from Salt Lake City, a place that really does suit him. Brock Hewitt. Good morning, Brock. How are you?
2: (laughs) Yeah, especially now. Oh, my God. Listen to you. No, 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 no. Especially now. Because Fan X has hit Salt Lake City. What is Fan X? That's what I was wondering. That's what I was thinking when the hotel was just a buzz, and I'm like, "Oh, this is cool. Who's Fan X? Is this some extreme sports? What is Fan X? Is this? I mean, NBA is right around the corner. I mean, we're right by the Delta Center. What is Fan X? Fan X is Comic Con. Why don't you just call it what it is? It's Comic Con. It's for comics. Uh, it is Comic-Con. It is people, the
1: largest comic convention in North America per capita, it says.
2: I don't even know what world I'm in in Salt Lake City right now. I'm driving around, and people are just dressed up everywhere. These guys with lightsabers on the corners. Like, what? what is going on? What? What is this? And then, yeah, we get back to the hotel. Lots of the crew is so excited because Michael J. Fox is in the house. Joel McHale oh, is in the house. All these cool. other hipster actors. I have no idea who they are. They're all, yeah, so I'm going to have quite a, all right Man, hipster actors looking
3: at the list tony Danza's there yeah
2: that's hipster
1: Chris, Wait,
3: william zopka's there
1: christopher lloyd Carrie Ann moss these are all
0: actors from 30
2: years ago correct hipster well you, yes. just, Lopez. you should be, you should be all over they, this that is who they get to <laughs> hang out with all the comic book kids okay <laughs> so a couple <laughs> things uh, brock yeah. thank you all right couple yeah. of things
0: one are you gonna be able to do the broadcast tomorrow
2: i am fine
0: no you're not yes i No, am. you're not i will be fine okay do what you got to do. The honey, the water, yes. the apple cider yes. vinegar—like whatever it is you think you yep. need to do. And if you got to jump off early, we will totally understand. Seriously, I jokes aside, because you no, got to go. Totally you got to be fine. ready for tomorrow. I don't want Jason Benetti mad at us. So please make sure you're you're ready to go tomorrow. Second question. Yes. Will you do me a favor while you're there? Oh boy. Will you find Joel McHale and talk to him? Yes. Here's why. I hear all the time how Joel McHale is a big Seattle sports fan. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious if he's ever listened to the show, mm. right? Well, like he,
3: when it uh, when it was Danny David Moore, he went on with them. I know that. So he's like familiar with the station. Eh, you just want to know if he's a fan of. He's this been show. on the yes.
0: station. That doesn't mean he listens to the well, station. He's
3: been on the radio broadcast of the... Right.
0: No, I know. I know he's done that stuff, but I want to know if he personally likes you. No, I'm not about whether he likes me. It's not about me. I'm (laughs) curious about his legitimacy as a fan. Okay. I'm oh, kind of curious. Like, he if can't he's be
1: a fan, unless he has listened
0: Well, to look, if stuff. you don't live here in town, but you continue to follow Seattle sports, mm-hmm. how many ways are there to do it? Like, I would think, especially if somebody Joel McHale's age, he's not like a young whippersnapper who's going to be out there, you know, listening to fancy, you know, YouTube shows or whatever it is the kids Everything do these bars. days. Everything yeah. Justin puts together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to imagine he finds the station either online on the stream or at seattlesports.com okay. yeah. or maybe has um, the app on his phone. Yeah. And, yep.
2: you know, how else does he stay in tune with what's going on in Seattle sports? And here will be my question. Not only does he listen to the station, right? You know, and, I'll, and, he, and I'll pry. You know how I do that. I'm just kind of an instigator. I'll kind of dig in that way. And then I'll say, oh, really, Mikhail? you're a big Seattle sports fan, are you? Yeah. Tell me what Trevor, uh, tell me what uh, Corey Seeger's. Whip and war warriors. This <laughs> yeah. year. I don't think you need to challenge tell me what, him quite tell me like me what that. Marcus Simeon's war is I don't this think year. you need to do that. Tell me about about ESPN stats and projections and no. what they're looking at in this series. I don't think that's necessary. Tell me about Bruce Bochi's head. Tell me the size of his melon, McHale. Yeah. I don't think you need to do any of those things. <laughs> okay. I like Joel McHale quite a bit. I think he's great. I think he's super talented, mm-hmm. funny, etc. So I watch the soup. The yeah, th- th- I loved Community. And I'm, I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure. As you look up his bio right now. He was a walk-on tight end at the yeah. University of Washington. Ninety-nine point nine nine nine. That I remember him in the locker room with me in '95. joke. I think jokes. he was a fifth or sixth year senior. Yeah. yeah so, so he
0: should know you as soon as he sees you. At that if that's the true. Yeah. True. So, so I'm a so little so curious. Yeah. Let's see 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 what you can find out. Do a little digging there. Yeah. Um, I think that, that's the sort of important stuff. So but we've got to know. I, ask, yes. I got bad news, man. Uh oh.
2: I was just you know I'm I'm just grinding right you get we all get ready for these next ten days in different ways, and I just do it in my kind of football prep voice, right as I'm putting my board together and, and I won't have to jam a little bit early to get over to Utah meetings and yada yada yada, and I just decided, you know what I've not really done this season with the Mariners. I've not really done and looked at any boutique stats I've not B- even boutique, looked at boutique, um, yeah, that too I've yeah. not even really looked at even just um face value stats, simple stats. So I did. I, I went on. I, I was looking at ESPN on the com. I wonder how they see some of these matchups. What do, what do just the raw numbers tell us? ESPN projects a tonight is our best chance to win at 41%. 60% chance for the Rangers tomorrow, 64% chance on Sunday. What's that based on? That is based on all of their projections, all of their war numbers, all of their averages. And yeah, if you start to look at the Texas Rangers offensively, especially. Yeah, they get a really and, good offense. And in their own building, especially. This is, you're right, this is going to be, this is not a, not a insurmountable challenge, but this is going to be one heck of a challenge in their building with everything on the line.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the challenge the Mariners have is that they have to play, you know, the the toughest schedule here in the last 10 games. This is pretty crazy. Toronto lost yesterday, right? Yes. So all four teams have the losses. same number of losses. Yes. That's freaking insane. <laughs> Like that you, you if you were I know the writers did they end up solving the,
2: the no. strike last night? They oh, didn't? They, oh they, oh was last night the night?
0: Last night was the night. They well, were like the arguing deep Comic-Con into people. the night. So I, yeah. I don't know whether it ended up getting solved or not. I didn't check this morning. But like if those writers were all, you know, getting together on their off time here while they were on strike and 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 trying to write the baseball season, you probably wouldn't get four teams for three spots all at sixty eight losses at this point in the season. ESPN with their stupid odds, which, as you know, I think are the dumbest thing in the world. Oh, they're ninety eight percent. They're forty five percent. It changes by the day. Like if it changes by the day, they're not really odds. Like that. Just that's not how this works. Like, don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, really? Whatever. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. So really.
2: When, when your first face card of a ten comes out, right, and your odds are X, and then your next face card, it's not any. But those different are based on, on. Those are based on random
0: chance. <laughs> This is not random chance. These are actual human beings playing baseball. I don't understand. It's ridiculous to me. Yeah, the Mariners do have the lowest percentage to get in right now. It's 64.5%. But that's only 4% or actually less than that behind the Rangers at 68.2. Damn you for making me even look at this because it is absolute hogwash. It is absolute poppycock.
3: Numbers. I'm not angry at numbers.
0: I love numbers in general. I love actual boutique stats. What I don't care for are playoff odds and percentages. Which which don't actually take into account human beings playing baseball. How it's not Vegas how it gets done. Set
3: their odds.
0: I, and I don't they know. Tend to be right. They let the <laughs> Vegas go do their thing. Yeah, they're right a little more than fifty percent of the time. But get out of here with that. And Vegas, <laughs> they set their odds based on where they think people are going to That's bet right, the not based on who's going to win. Yep. They do it based on what's going to keep the money on fifty percent. So they, they're basing it based on the public's perception of a game or an issue. Who cares about that stuff? This is about actual wins and losses, about going in to Texas and then coming home to take on Houston and the Rangers and playing better than that other team for six out of those 10 games to get in yep. seven out of 10. And you are probably, you have a shot at the, at the division and it's dependent on what everyone else does go eight out of 10. And you're probably the division champ and you get to sit at home and watch for a couple of days while everybody else plays. And then you get to get rested. So yeah, I don't care about the numbers. I don't. All that stuff is thrown out the window in a short series. Short series, take the odds and just toss them. Brock, a one game, you're going to look at a 40-something percent chance to win? Get out of town with that, man. I got no time for it. I got no use for it. And it's not going to make its way into Need to Know next. <laughs> need to know
4: 15 minutes past every hour with brock and Salk.
0: here's what you need to know up first well it's fitting that a season with as many bizarre twists and turns as this one has had will end with one of the craziest sprints to the finish the age-old game of baseball has ever seen mariners rangers astros blue jays all with 68 losses three of them are going to make the playoffs One of them is going to go home for the winter and no one controls their destiny more than the Mariners do as they battle the Rangers and Astros all the way to the finish. It all starts tonight. Bryce Miller gets the ball first in Texas against Dane Dunning. Then we'll see Logan Gilbert and Brian Wu to follow. Could we see some changes in the lineup or maybe even the rotation? We asked Jerry Depoto yesterday.
4: I certainly don't think it's out of the the realm of possibility. And,
1: you know, the the beautiful thing is that there's a challenge to it. You know, J.K. swinging the
2: bat well. Mike Ford has been really good for us this year. And when you have enough appealing players from a single side of the plate that you can line them up and, and one of them is, is left sitting on the bench on a given day, it's kind of a luxury that we've never had. It's more the other way, where you're looking for that one guy that you find that might be able to slip in there.
0: Brock, I'm ready. I think if there is a righty like Dane Dunning on the mound tonight, mm-hmm. I'd like to see Mike Ford at first base.
2: Yeah, uh, it is just beleaguered with injuries as the pitching staff has been when you rewind the clock all the way back to the start about 150 some games ago your your bench players have been fairly healthy I know Jared was out for an extended period of time and and Dylan you know some ups and downs early in the year but now with Haggerty on the bench and now with Moore on the bench and now with Ford looking down the bench you actually have and and we we saw it in Oakland Mm -hmm. right And Rojas on the bench at times or Cabby on the bench you have quite a bit of pieces to play with there Offensively, It is going to be most fascinating to me, Salt. The more that I do just look at these raw numbers, this will be about the bullpen. You've been consistent about that for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. As we come down the final stretch of this season, I don't think it will be ever more apparent Mm -hmm. in these matchups with a couple other teams that are a bit rugged in their bullpen as well. For one of the most fickle positions on the team year in the year out in the bullpen,
4: in a historic well, if, if that's the, the case
0: then, Brock, do you throw one of those starters out there and risk having to have a bullpen day later?
4: I guess it's possible that it won't be because we designed it that way. You know, when we when we made our
2: adjustments and we gave Wu a little bit of a break, you know, we we set it up to
1: to land the way we wanted it to land.
0: So that's the way it's yep. at now. But, I can't but, I can't stop thinking about what it would be like to have Wu and or Miller out of the pen. So I don't think it'll happen, but it's at least out there as a possibility. Blue Jays finally lose to the Yankees last night, so they fell back into that tie. Toronto's going to Tampa today. Uh, Houston has those pesky Royals. Rays, of course, just two games behind Baltimore, so they definitely still have something to play for. Again, the, the worse those other teams do, the more leeway it gives you. But you got to win more games than you lose in all likelihood to get yourself into the playoffs. Here's the second thing you need to well, know. I know we were all hoping that that injury report was going to look a lot better for the Seahawks, and instead, I think it managed to get worse. Now, 11 players who missed practice entirely yesterday, Quandre Diggs and Phil Haynes, both joined the uh, walking injured on the sidelines. Jamal Adams went from full participant to partial, making it even more unlikely that he's going to go until next week. It is uh, a kind of dude, a beat-up team all of a sudden. Dude,
2: if you throw Kobe Bryant as a starter at nickel, I've got 11 of the 22 starters that did not practice yesterday at every single position group other than running back and quarterback. Obviously, you got a receiver, you got a tight end, you got an O-lineman, you got a D-lineman, you got a linebacker, you got a nickel, you got two safeties. I mean, it is everywhere on your roster. And it's not even a limited participation. At least give me a limited participation so you can kind of be in walkthroughs and, and get some work in. Hamstring now for Diggs, hamstring now, soft tissue for Julian Love, toe again for Kobe, which was bothersome the entire offseason. Yeah, you want to you get a little worried. You want to have a little fear. Mm. Go look at that injury report. Yeah, I know.
0: I'm not, I'm not wild about how that looks. Ish. Although, you know, you got some rookies that are going to need to step up. Jordan Brooks saying, seeing one like Witherspoon's pretty darn cool. It's,
4: it's, it's awesome, man. Um, you know, his first game was a little different than mine because I, I played with no nobody in the stands during the COVID year. Right. But um, just seeing him, because he was out for a while um, with a hamstring or whatever, but uh, just seeing him go out there and make plays and, and just having fun with it, and that's his personality, if anybody knows him. He's always up and down, yelling and jumping and stuff. And so, But it was just great to see him get out there, make plays, and um, hopefully build his confidence going in because we definitely need him. So I just had this lingering thought watching the NFL here the first
2: three weeks of the season. Kind of continued last night watching some of the Thursday night game as well. I'll give that to you in blue 88, but I just can't rid myself of it. What is it? I'll give it to you in blue. ADA. You're going to tease something over an hour away. Let's go. Great radio. Oh my God. I'm
0: now I'm, I'm fascinated. I know what it is. Well, you did it
2: yesterday for 45 minutes. I'm going to give you a declarative statement.
0: Nine 30 Lee. I was trying to hook people after you left. Cause you know, I didn't need people leaving with you.
4: Here's the third thing you need to know.
0: Uh, Niners-Giants last night, kind of a dud. Giants look bad. Niners look very, very good. Uh, some interesting ones this weekend. Colts and Ravens. Cardinals and Dallas. Buffalo and Washington. Atlanta Detroit. Green Bay, New Orleans. That's a good one, too. So should be a pretty good uh, weekend for football. Huskies start Pac-12 play with Cal. That's not going to be easy. And Washington State's got a huge game. Their biggest rivalry in their new conference, uh, they will go up against Oregon State. So that'll be a barn burner. Actually, a real legitimate good game. And then uh, some real. Good news out of cracking camp yesterday, Brock. First of all, it was good to see Andre Burakovsky healthy and practicing with the team. A huge difference maker last year when healthy, especially on the offensive end. And then his teammate Jordan Everly is sure saying the right things as he enters the last year of his contract. i
3: think Ron knows my stance as far as you know, my family and I, my wife, my kids. We we love it here. I mean, this is uh you know one of the m- more favorite places I've played. I think the group, or the city from day one has kind of accepted this team, and we've kind of made it a home. So. Um, you know, I, I, I want to be a part of a winning team and, and, and have a chance to win a cup. And I know, obviously, this team, like many teams in the NHL, we have a chance here. We have a great group, and I know I want to be a part of it. So I'm sure once the season goes, uh, there will be a better understanding of where it's going to be at.
2: Yeah, so there you go. Uh, Jordan Everly would like to stick around. You know, as much as we've talked about Penix and Caleb Williams and Bo Nix and everybody else, the, the one that we've given really short shrift to is that QB over in Pullman. Yeah, Kim Ward's been awesome. Yeah, the numbers that's right. have been staggering. They, they they have a great win against Wisconsin. They are three point underdogs, and that one will be all about the quarterback. DJ Uyanglale, remember the big, huge five star recruit from the West Coast, went to Clemson, didn't work out. He's with the Beavers. That one really, to me, is which quarterback stands up and, and rises up. Beavers. As I said, three-point favorites. But that's going to be, boy, that's going to be compelling theater. All
0: right, that's everything you need to know. We do a quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk show. Well, I did have that, the unmitigated declarative yeah, what statement. what was it? What was it? You know, we'll, I'll tell you what. We'll do it in 20 minutes, not even. Uh, we'll do oh. it by 6.45. We'll get into it. <laughs> yes. um, Look at you tease. I tease. You tease. throw a tease.
1: I
2: mean, well, 20 minutes is a little I mean, different from teased. like four Justin, hours gotta, later. Justin, you got a tease? You want to tease me with something? Nah, Coming up. We are going to
1: have the best rank that you have ever. That's ever. true. Did
2: you tell me Saved by the Bell? Is it this Comic-Con thing I'm uh,
1: at? Yeah. What? Zach, Lisa, and Jesse are there. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Slater's there, too. Wait, maybe not Lisa.
2: Maybe it's Slater. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> I don't think so I've got to basically Slater's find thing. Zach. I mean, is it Mikhail or is it Zach from Save by the Bell? Who? Who? who?
0: I think you got to find the guy from Seattle and figure out what's what. Joel McHale. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's just my personal feeling, but I mean, I understand. There's a Save by, the there. yeah. by the Bell. A picture of me. Zach. Yeah. Big. I mean, that would be that would be pretty good. Obviously. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up next, Moore has designed a little buy or sell game for us. We're going to do it early since Brock is in the building, which is pretty exciting. And then, uh, yes, Brock, I will uh, reveal my declarative statement Jeez. from yesterday. It's a positive one. I think It's a lot of fun. It's next on Brock and Salk. Sales Sports on 710, your exclusive home of the Mariners' playoff chase.
4: This this is
0: Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Your ridiculous odds are not going to put me in a bad mood today, Brock. I am in a good mood today. I couldn't be happier today. It's Friday. Get an opportunity to go play Chambers Bay today. I think you know how happy that makes me. So that, you know, the moment I wake up, I'm in a good mood. And then I had a great experience last night. I am a very, very excited for next week when Bruin comes to visit the Salt household. Bruin showed up last night with Mora. Bruin, of course, is Mora's dog. Yes. And uh, she's going to be staying with us for four days while Mora uh, leaves us right in the middle of a pen and chase for to go on Iowa vacation. Again. I mean, Yeah, I know. Big tropical vacation no, in Iowa. Stop it. Yeah, she only goes and visits four-letter places like Iowa. <laughs> right, Cabo. Cabo. Uh, Cabo. Yeah. Okay, well, it's maybe a similar, little similar, somewhat
2: similar, a little different. Well,
0: this time Bruin's coming to our house, Brock. So wow. Bruin came over last night to just Ready? meet the family and make sure. sure everybody got along. I gotta tell you, I know I said yesterday that she would definitely get Bruin back at the end of of the thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just going to put it out there now. There's a poss- just a possibility. I'm not saying there's going to be a dog napping. That's I don't want to say that out loud. Whoa, 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 I'm just saying say you got to be a little bit careful when you come yeah. back. Maybe she'll be missing. Like maybe you won't be able to find her because we've hidden her and we're going more, to be keeping her moving.
2: More, forward. more. more have, you, have you watched Suits, yes. If you watch the episode you with guys Lewis, got Lee? me into it. If you watch the episode with Lewis and the yes. cat, yeah.
3: You
0: Justin, Can
1: you watch my dog? <laughs> yeah. me,
2: uh, HOA, that, HOA doesn't allow Tell dog. me that Salt do doesn't have a little Lewis lit to him. Tell Stop me, that! Try to t- try How dare to you? Me. Stop that! That he is walks not in the nice. Room, that he doesn't have a little Lewis. Stop lit to him. it! Try. That is
0: mean. That is a low blow, and that is not fair at all. And I'm going to just cut you off right there because we've got buyer sell. It's just, that's We're just wrong. You're, you're being a jerk.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right. First up, the Panthers have not allowed a 100-yard rusher so far this season, and the Seahawks have not had it back. Reach that mark. Buy or sell Ken Walker rushing for 100
2: yards this game. I'm buying. <laughs> uh, and here's why. Because numbers can be misleading, just as Salk has been in attack mode. At ESPN and their projections and numbers in this case the Atlanta Falcons Carolina's opponent on the road in their building Falcons beat by a couple touchdowns Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson do you know what they rushed for over 5 yards a carry 130 yards between them So they got after it. They were able to to run, especially at home. Carolina on the road with that front seven, maybe a little bigger challenge. Carolina on the road is Atlanta exposed with a two headed monster. I'm not saying that either Charbonnet or Ken Walker are quite as explosive as Bijan, but Ken, when healthy, can be. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say that Ken's gonna get 100 yards.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna sell this one. Um, oh, in the back row, just based on what we've seen so far, getting to 100 yards is not easy in today's NFL. Given all of the injuries all over the all over the roster for the Seahawks heading into it, it's not even so much the matchup. It's just I don't know whether I see them running for that much or running that often well, here's, in here's this game. Here's what's going to happen.
2: So. Uh, Ken's going to break like a 45-yarder. That's how these things happen. Jim right. Aldrin said it. that's what's missing, is they've ran it really good down in the red zone. They've run it for touchdowns. They've run it in some good situations, but they just have not had that inside trap. They've not had that toss. They've not had that play to get to the second or third level. So that that's how, in this league, you get to a 100-yard day. You need one of those 30, 40, 50-yard runs, and he's due to break one.
3: Right. Uchenna Nwosu was all over the field of the Seahawks win last week, but he has yet to record a sack by or sell that he gets his first this week.
0: I'll buy this one. Why not? I don't really have a good reason for it. I mean, like, when <laughs> does he get a sack? Like, I know at some point in the year he's going to get a sack, so it might as well be this weekend. I don't have a lot of good, like, stats-based information or even a matchup to he back it up. He strong
3: early last year. Like, I want to say he had seven through. Like, the first six games or
2: something. Somebody's got to get a sack. It might as well be him. <laughs> He's going to get a sack. He's going to get a I'm buying. Oh, you're buying this, too. Give, give me a buy. I'll probably buy everything so I don't sing that song and wreck my voice. I'm just, I'm not ready to do that. No. Wow. 6.30 in the morning. You need no. to further wreck your voice. No. My voice is sounding a lot better.
3: You mean this
0: one?
2: I'm not going to do it. not going to get me wired <laughs> up in my voice. Um... I'm going to buy that one, and it's mostly because I think Carolina's terribly average up front. Carolina's strength, and was expressed last year in this matchup, now Shaq Thompson is out. That is a big loss in that front seven, another reason why I think Ken Walker's got a chance to, to spring ones at the third level. But but their greatest strength on that roster, don't kid yourself, is still that front seven. Burns is a great player, a yep. monster in the middle, um, so... Their liability is their offensive line. You can get after them. They got they got exposed in the preseason. They've gotten Bryce Young hit and injured, and he's going to be out of this game with an ankle injury. The Red Rifle is smart. He gets rid of the football rather quickly. He's had success against these Seahawks, but this might be one of the worst offensive lines. I'll, I'll probably say that. this is the worst. How is Iggy Aquana doing? I think he's actually okay. We kind of liked him coming out of that draft. Yeah, I mean, that was that?
0: the guy we were sort of hoping would fall to them, and he yep. didn't end up with Charles Cross instead. Yep.
2: yep. So I'm going to say Uchenna's going to get home. I'm going to say that front's going to get after it a little bit. I'm going to say that uh, they know that the red rifle, if you get him locked and loaded, Put it on the he's, board. Da- he's dangerous. But if you can get after him, you can shake him a little bit.
3: I like what you said yesterday. You said, yeah, if you stop the run, you get to have fun. He said the guys up front want a <laughs> yeah. pass rush. The guys in the back want interceptions. You get to do that if you stop the run.
2: You like know what coaches reward. like to say, Mora. You know what you'll hear a coach from Chattanooga to Vanderbilt to Seattle Seahawks all say: "We got to earn the
3: right to rush the yeah. passer.
2: Earn the right to rush the passer." I believe I did hear
3: Clint heard say that. Season,
0: yeah. Wasn't that the? Uh, wasn't that what the guy told you was his identity? So Derek Mason, yep. new
2: head coach at Vanderbilt. See, I, worked, I know. Worked, I, he's worked his way up. He's a D.C. at Stanford for all their successful years. He gets a head job at Vanderbilt. I'm looking at him eyeball to eyeball, as I'm going to do with Kyle Whittingham here shortly in a production meeting. Derek, man, you're head coach. You get a chance now to set your own culture. What, what is it? What do, you, what do you want the culture of Vanderbilt football under you to be? Oh, yeah, that's easy, B. We earned the right to rush the passer. I <laughs> <laughs> said, so you're the head coach. You what?
0: <laughs> we earned the right to rush the passer. I'm really surprised that didn't work out.
2: <laughs> didn't quite work out. No, not quite. Good story, though. Yeah.
3: All right, I threw this one in here because, only because KJ's a- admitted to us, remember after his retirement, he told us that he's he's kind of prone to cry a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. big crier.
3: Buy or sell KJ crying when the Super Bowl team is honored this weekend?
2: Sold. Yeah,
0: I'm Sold. gonna sell it too. If he didn't, if he didn't cry, it's a good question. But I'm gonna like I, I have to I do have to think about it a little bit and it's not like I feel 100 percent one way or the other on this one but oh I do I'm gonna say because he didn't cry at the premiere the other night when or any of that when other people were crying he seems to have it together enough to
2: not totally. cry out on the field you're totally missing this one Saul come yeah. on. think about it you're a smart guy I am you're like Lewis Litt brilliant stop it think about it first. care <laughs> for that it's not nice being <laughs> a jerk what did he say what did KJ say to us on Wednesday. What or, they I've asked, already forgotten all of that what have they asked him to do speak he's got to speak yeah so do we know KJ? Do we know how professional he is? Do we know how important it is to do well? Do we know the preparation? Do we know all of that? He's got to speak. You yeah. think he's going to boo-hoo in front of seventy thousand? No chance. I mean, he, he did at his no, press conference no right chance. at his retirement. The, cra- the uh, crowd,
1: the, it's going to hit that nostalgia button for him, and it's all going to come flooding. out. No, it's know, going to man. be more of the, so. It's going to, to, to be
2: cry. yeah, it's going to be more of that emotional switch of oh, it's on. I'm going to right. go perform. I'm going to go do my job. I got to go speak. I got to go at the table. Yeah. He's going to kind of flip those eyes a little like Salt—it's Salky did a couple weeks ago. So, no. No tears for KJ. Right.
3: Oh, in the row.
2: Not going to do it. Not going to sing. Not going to scream out of <laughs> voice.
3: Alright, uh, as you mentioned, the Panthers are pretty good up front. They have eight sacks already this season. Buy or sell the Seahawks offensive line with those tackles out, holding them to one or fewer like they did last week.
0: I'm going to sell this one too. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I, I would like to keep this one. I thought they did a heck of a job last week, and I know Detroit's got some pass rushers. I, I think that Carolina front seven is pretty good. Yeah, so I am yeah. gonna I am gonna sell that. I don't want to sell it, but I have to.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell that. And as much as the tackles, one of those eleven starters in this practice yesterday was Phil Haynes. I think Damian Lewis is nicked up as well. Yes. Like, it's, it's going to be... I mean, literally it, all five starting linemen have had problems Evan with Rockwell. injury. Oh, yeah, he left yeah. for
3: one play last
2: Evan was out. Is there a or out on Wednesday? He was back yesterday. Remember what John Clayton used to say to us? And, I, and there was so much wisdom in this through all of his decades of covering the game. Of Like, you can live with an injury. Yeah, you can lose Charles Cross. Okay, you've got at least enough depth that you prepped for three years with a couple tackles. You can even kind of live with Abe Lucas, too. But, man, you start to cripple a group like that, and you have guys all week missing practice, and Damian's missing practice, and Phil Haynes is missing practice, and come on now. I mean, you are asking an awful, awful lot of Shane Waldron Mm -hmm. and Geno Smith, and they still need to and want to push the ball down the field. They do not want to play in a hole like they did much of that game against the Rams. So, yeah, because I think they're going to try to push the ball, because a lot of those new pieces, you're probably going to see a couple sacks on Sunday.
3: All right, Jason Myers gets back on track. No misses.
0: Oh, gosh. Oh, it's gonna be rainy. I'm looking at the weather. Right? Yeah, it's gonna not be great. Uh, Today's sort of like the last day
2: before it starts. 63, 40 percent chance of shower.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be that for like
2: uh, six months. <laughs> it's gonna be. Terrible. I think I saw a headline. Did the Times do that? Yeah.
3: I feel like you guys are selling.
2: I'm buying.
0: It'll be fine. <laughs> He's got it together. I got all the faith in the world in Jason Myers. He's my captain. Yep. He's a captain. It's going to be okay. Oh, captain, my Speaking captain. Speaking of,
3: did you guys see Captain Andrew Luck last night? I Have sure this. did. <laughs>
0: he looked great. <laughs> you know the Twitter bit, right? That, that went on yes. forever. I thought it was great.
2: Good on him for, for putting that together. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Seattle weather forecast. Enjoy the sunshine before rain. <laughs> for more rain. Seattle Times, weather section yesterday. Thanks. Thanks, Appreciate Seattle it.
0: Times. Yeah. There he goes. Yeah, no, I'm buying that. He'll be just you, fine. You're going to buy that? He's yeah. not going to miss
2: a kick. Nope, won't miss a kick. He'll be not just a kick, fine. kick, I mean, I don't know. Not Maybe the they'll,
0: they'll run him out there for some 65-yard or something at the end of the half. But short of that, he won't miss a kick.
2: I'm going to buy that, too. I'm going to be positive, guy. That's nice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm going to think the best for a captain. huh. Rare. All
3: right, last one. <laughs> Devin Witherspoon records his first turnover, whether it's interception, force fumble, just his first turnover.
0: I mean, I would love for that to be true. I'm going to sell it, not because I don't think it's possible, but just because it's rare.
4: Yeah,
2: I'm going to buy that sucker. Oh, wow. Yeah. And maybe the weather is a little bit detrimental to some of the special teams game and everything else. Hey, Justin, you're a big Andy Dalton fan. Dude is thrown for like thirty-six thousand yards in his career all those years in Cincinnati. I think all of them against the Seahawks. Do you remember how uh, the Red Rifle did in inclement weather in Cincinnati?
1: Actually, pretty good. And and here in Seattle, as a matter of fact. He played, I think, two games in the rain here in Seattle and both one. Okay. And, and I think the very first one... Yeah, it was... a. Uh, 2011, so right pre-LOB, they, they just got Earl Thomas. It was a Halloween game, very Whoa. rainy.
2: Okay. He remembers it all.
1: A.J. Green Lousers. game went off. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre.
2: Yeah. But yeah pretty, he actually did pretty well. So can't remember lunch yesterday. <laughs> just yeah, remember, yeah. <laughs> 2011, pre-LOB. The 206
3: Sheepers. says Brock sounds like he's doing Russell Wilson's interview voice.
2: <laughs> this is an <laughs> a Boom series. What does that mean? Is that someone no, who like voices. in bed with Sierra voice? Baby, we got a deal. We got, I'm here at Salt Lake. Yeah. We got a deal. We got a deal. I'm here with Saved by the Bell. We got a deal.
0: Yeah. I, whenever I think about that, uh, you know, in-bed, deep voice, I always go immediately to Saved by the Bell.
2: You know what I think of with that? I think of Tyler Lockett and DJ Fluker when they imitate oh, that it, was so great that was maybe the best ever right,
0: you know what i miss dj Fluker. he's out there trying to get another job i see him all the time working hard i know he's such a great dude well,
2: if one of these guards goes down yeah, come, like, on, Fluk, call come on come on the dj, D.J. Yeah.
0: what yes. like, you could do a lot worse couldn't you yes does he fit this scheme no oh
2: it's too bad but that's okay
3: when he was talking about going up against Sue, I was taking him to the water. It's like two bears fighting in the woods. Oh, I took him to- no, I you know what? His, like, that was against Snacks. Oh, that you're right. That was, that was against Damon Snacks, Snacks
0: Harrison, who also was a great dude when he was here. My mm-hmm. kid's favorite player. So, All right. Great to buy or sell. Brock, I, I did have that big tease yesterday. And since you left, I thought I'd pay it off for you. And because I decided to write about it last mm-hmm. night as well. You can read it up at seattlesports.com. You know, oftentimes I feel like, you know, in this business, we and I don't think this is just a me thing, but maybe I'm more guilty of it than some other folks. We do get caught up in picking at flaws, mm-hmm. right? Because we're trying to build or think about building the best team possible for our teams, et cetera. So when things go awry, you can't help but notice them. And then you point them out. And that sort of becomes a big topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would go in, a, in another direction because this, this type of thing doesn't always work out the way it is right now but through 2 weeks of this season the return of Bobby Wagner has been an unmitigated success. Yeah. It's been an unbelievable success. And for multiple reasons and that's sort of what I went through in the in the piece, yes, it's definitely what we've talked about quite a bit, his leadership off the field, and I do have some more on that, which I'll play you here in a moment. It's also been, though, his play on the field, especially in run-stopping. It's been his uh, his engagement in the community, and I don't know if you heard the stuff yesterday, that he started with the Fast 54. Mm-hmm. So darn cool. Well, he may be at Comic-Con next year, and we'll explain why here in a sec. And then also just that that connection with the fans. So. It's not every day that we get an opportunity to have that kind of conversation. But in Bobby's case right now, I think it's totally warranted. Yes,
2: yes. This feels a little, as, as you're saying that, I'm thinking a, a little bit of Griffey return the first time around, uh-huh. like the first year, right, where they, I mean, he had some roles were extraordinary. It sure seemed like he got guys in Ichiro in particular to to feel comfortable, and there was just some great goodwill. And, oh, my gosh, after leaving town – And, and maybe that was, I don't know, maybe, maybe you could actually make a case as I say it out loud. I mean, if you compare Bobby leaving to Griffey leaving, Griffey was going back to Cincinnati and wanted to go back to his hometown. Mm -hmm. I think there were some concerns about his body and longevity and everything else. And I think for, for Bobby, when he left, it was somewhat the same degree. You know, he got a chance to go back to LA, got to go back, you know, play for another Super Bowl, at least on paper. And, and everything else, probably thoughts like, okay, how much longer does he really have playing at the level that he had set in the standard in this building? We got to reset and restart anyway. So just twelve months later, though, I mean, with Griffey, it was years, right. years, it was and injuries, years. yeah. And for Bobby, it's it's twelve months, and he's back as if he never missed a beat, and maybe even now better. Because there is no Sherm. There is no KJ. There is no Ken Norton. There is none of those other familiar voices. He has really taken on in his own way so much of the leadership and yeah. voice of this team. So,
0: so, let's run through that. If you want to start with the leadership, and again, you can read some more detailed thoughts on this at seattlesports.com. You know, we heard quite a bit from Pete about what a difference Bobby made and the speech that he gave. When Pete couldn't reach them, it was Bobby who could. Jordan Brooks yesterday was this on the huddle? Or was this on with Wyman and Bob? I'm not sure. Jordan Brooks yesterday said, uh, kind of gave a little bit more of a window into what Bobby actually said in that in that speech.
4: Pretty much stopped feeling sorry for ourselves. Um, we let one go with the first game that we shouldn't have. And um, it kind of shocked us, like as a unit, like, dang, we just lost that game. And, you know, you can kind of feel the vibe early in the week, like everybody's just... Me and Bobby was kind of talking about it, and he was like, look, we got to seize the moment right now to where it's still early enough in the week to get this thing turned around, the energy. So he stopped us before practice, um, talked to everybody about what we need to do, had a great practice the, for the rest of the week, and went out there and won a big-time football game.
2: It's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. And I think Bobby had has had that right in his bones for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there were other moments just not as publicized where, you know, he is just you know, it's it's the advantage of not talking all the time. <laughs> right? It is the advantage of that style of is leadership. Is there advantage to that? Well, uh yeah, I mean, just, and just maybe not for talk radio. That doesn't <laughs> really work. But for but for leadership, you know, just knowing who you are. We we didn't hear all off season like, oh look at Bobby, oh Bobby's come out, oh look at how vocal. In fact, I think most of them said he's pretty quiet. The opposite, kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind of taking it all in. Let me read the room. Let me let me see what I got here. And then when it is time, right, Like kind of the Tony Dungy principle. Dude was just so level all the time. But, man, did he when he raised his voice, which was about twice in two years, you want to talk about snap into attention. It's like, jeesh, Dad just spoke. Like, come on, man, take care of Dad. Like, come on, do, do right by this guy. Hmm. And I think for a lot of those young guys, like, oh, my gosh, Bobby's going to bark like, I want to do right by him. He's a Hall of Famer. One of the greatest to ever play the position. Certainly one of the greatest ever to play here in Seattle. Like, when he barks, I'm going to respond. And... Uh certainly was on display last week
0: yeah very darn cool so that
2: that's sort of the the
0: the leadership part but also on the field look i don't know about the de- about the pass defense and what's going on in the middle of the field maybe that's been part of a problem maybe it'll be alleviated when jamal adams returns hopefully next week I, I i don't know that i know enough to truly comment on it but i know that the run defense has been a lot better and that bobby has looked a lot better in it and brooks offered a little more info
4: the mindset is the biggest thing um For whatever reason, we just were not on the same page as a unit last year as far as stopping the run. I think we had the guys, but mentally everybody just wasn't bought in, and it's hard to be great when everybody's not bought in. And I think Bobby, for one, has probably been the biggest piece is just kind of having that veteran leadership and having somebody in the locker room that guys can respect and, and, um, and listen to, you know. And so him coming back, you know, this was this was the, the main theme of the offseason. We got to stop the run. We got to stop the run. And uh, I think guys are buying into it. Uh, we could, as the weeks progress, I think we'll get more confident and uh, we expect to be more dominant. You know what I'm
2: not going to buy into? The more that I've heard, I'm, I'm finally putting my foot down. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just not going to buy. We didn't communicate well last year. And that was a problem with the run game i'm just not going to totally buy that they sure seem to be pretty convinced of it because you don't want to say yeah dude we just weren't very good i'm sorry we just couldn't shed blocks we couldn't make tackles i mean the the film is pretty darn honest i don't see a bunch of unsound film last year i see a bunch of dudes just blown off the ball and and washed into the second level and you can communicate all you want to and maybe this is Bitterbrock. Maybe this is Bitterbrock, who, you know, is trying to coach a football team that is so undermanned that, that I could say, oh, yeah, you know, we're just not communicating. Yeah, you know, our 4-4 front, our 3-3 stack, we're just not communicating. No, we're pretty much getting our butts kicked. We're getting blown off the ball, and we don't have anybody that can shed blocks nor penetrate nor get to the second level nor finish. And to me, that is so much more of what last year was. And you know what? There is truth in it, because if it was the same jackals and it was just about communication, then you know what you do? You bring them back. Okay, we bring back Puna, and we bring back Quentin, and we bring back LJ Collier, and we bring them all back, and we bring back Cody Barton, and we don't bring in Bobby because you know what? We're going to spend another year communicating like, together. Can't, can't both things be true, though?
0: I mean, like, couldn't communication be an issue in addition to the talent problems that they had?
2: Communication could have been part of it. Yes. Could have been part of it, but it's been made this entire theme of it.
0: Well, but I mean, was he going to say, yeah, the guys who were here last year, Puna Ford stinks? I mean, like, you're not going to no, say
2: that. That's what I'm saying. I'm just right. not totally... I, I'm not ripping Jordan Brooks. Right, no, I get it. I love him. I'm just not buying that hypothesis That's is fine. the reason for it. Yeah, right. I'm buying a whole lot more that they're getting penetration. I'm buying a whole lot more that they're shedding blocks. I'm buying a whole lot more because my eyes are seeing it, that Bobby and Jordan can actually play their gap, sulk, and they can actually fire their gun and come downhill and tackle because they don't have bodies right in front of them blocking the hallway every single time. Yeah, That's what I'm buying.
0: Well, it's been awesome having Bobby Wagner back for sure. And, you know, when he left... I thought it was the right thing for the team at the time to move on. Didn't think
2: it'd ever be back like this, did you?
0: I I didn't. And, you know, again, I I think I put a little bit more information into the piece. So if you want to go read it, I would certainly hope that you do. There are some pieces I write where I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I actually kind of really like this one. So if you get a few minutes, uh, it's at seattlesports.com or on the Seattle Sports app. Uh, Go get yourself some football, some Bobby content here on a football Friday. Brought to you and powered by the Snoqualmie Casino Sportsbook. All right. Coming up next, Brock. Yes. It's time. It's go time. Tonight, it all begins. Ten games to glory. And I got to tell you, I'm working up a healthy distaste. I'll explain it next. I'm Brock and Salk. Seattle Sports, your home for the Mariners playoff hunt.